This week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Jess Bajorquez, who is easily one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. I know for most of us, it can be really easy to forget just how hard running can be. We run so much that we get jaded to the miles, constantly upping the distances and the paces, and when something goes awry, we get frustrated at setbacks that, in the grand scheme of things, really just aren't that big of a deal. I mean, I started running about a year ago and was struggling to run one mile altogether. Now I'm frustrated when I have to cut my long run down to 10 for some reason, be it time or poor planning or whatever. And even if we know how hard it was, we can forget what that actually feels like, which is why when I met Jess online, I immediately wanted to interview her for the podcast, and she was kind enough to oblige. She has a story that a lot more people need to hear. At the very least, it will likely put any issue you might be battling into perspective. I know for me, I have a knee injury. It has happened since I talked to her, and my chat with her has definitely put it into perspective. Before we get rolling, Jess messaged me after we finished recording and wanted me to be very clear about the difference between motivation and discipline something you've probably heard me say before. It's okay if you don't want to get up and do your long run or your sweat test or your workout. If you hate it, then you might wanna ask why you're pushing an activity that requires it. But if you really have a goal and these are the things required to get you to the goal, then you have a choice because you're an adult and you always have a choice. And your choice is do the thing because it will take you to your goal or don't do the thing because you don't feel like it. Choosing the first option, the vast majority of the time, is what discipline is. It's setting goals, both end goals and process goals, and creating the habits that help you do the things to get there. And Jess is the perfect example of this. She says she doesn't always want to do her long run or wake up early. And to be clear, just because we didn't address it, she actually does get a good amount of sleep. She just goes to bed very early. But she does all of these things because they serve her long-term goal. You're not bad because you don't always want to do the thing. You're human. Motivation is supposed to go up and down. Dopamine is supposed to fluctuate. Jess says one of her favorite Spartan race quotes is, "Race real difficulties can be overcome. It is only the imaginary ones that are unconquerable. And that doesn't mean we shouldn't be smart. It doesn't mean you can't take a day off doesn't mean you always have to do hard things. In fact, you should have a way to unwind. You probably need a break occasionally. But it does mean that if you have big goals, you're not going to you're not going to want to do them all the time, and discipline is the way out of that. So, with that, let's get to the interview with Jess. Welcome to the Eat Well, Sleep Great, Run Far podcast. My name is Will Franz, and I'm here to help you go farther, faster, and longer without injuries, gut problems, or giving up your favorite foods. All right, this week on the podcast, I have Jess Bajorquez, and she is someone I met through Facebook, and her story was immediately inspirational to me, and you'll hear why in a second. I'm not going to spoil the ending, but... Needless to say, you'll definitely want to stick around for this one. But just first, I would love to ask you, like, I'm a big dog person, and you have an adorable dog from what I've seen on Facebook. 
Tell me about your dog. <laughs> yes, I have a dog named Gwen. Uh, she is a 40-pound Labradoodle. Um, when I first got her, I got her to be a pet. Um, however, I had some incidents at work um, where I was falling and fell down the stairs, um, a, a metal staircase a couple of times. And Ooh. so I decided to train her to work as a service dog That's for awesome. me. Yeah. So she is fully trained to work as a service dog and goes to work and has been on airplanes and to hotels and goes everywhere with me. Oh, wow. That's really cool. What does that, what does that entail? Like how, how difficult is it to get a dog to become a service dog? It took about two years of training. Um, We worked um, at least once a week, sometimes more often with a professional dog trainer. And really the dog trainer was training me how to train the dog. Um, And then I would work with the dog um, every day to train her, um, not only to be able to perform her tasks to mitigate my disability, um, but also to be able to act in public in a way where she can pretty much seem invisible. Um, I have people all the time tell me, oh, wow, I didn't even realize you had a dog. And (laughs) um, that's definitely the way a service dog should act. They should be invisible, except for when they're doing their job. That's super cool. Yeah. One of the trainers I work with at the gym has a service dog there with him at all times and she's so sweet but yeah mostly just completely under the radar you'd never even know she was there other than there's a dog very clearly in the middle of the gym but otherwise it's very like yeah Yeah, very clearly like doing her job just doing her thing yeah that's awesome um what is um so I guess that kind of brings up the question as to why we're coming why I have you on here you mentioned disability please say more about that this is the part I actually don't know much about other than it kind of blew my mind. Like, what are you, what are you struggling with? Where's, what's your background here? Um, yes, I was born with a connective tissue disorder. I'm missing ligaments and tendons throughout my body. Um, my whole life, um, I've always believed the doctors and physical therapists who told me that I likely won't be able to walk for very much of my life. I le- definitely should never run. I maybe could use a stationary bike, maybe could learn to swim, um, but should never do anything high impact um, because it would be too damaging on my body. And I don't have um, the connective tissue that would be able to support my joints. And so I would do an extreme amount of damage to my body if I tried to do anything like that. Jeez. What's your disorder called? Um, I don't know that it has a name. Um, it's a okay. genetic disorder um, that runs in my family. Um, Fascinating. It seems to be fairly specific to my family. I'm sorry, that's terrible. But like, <laughs> let's dive from there to like why I'm, I'm more fascinated than anything else. Like, how far are you running now? <laughs> um, the longest run I've done so far was nine miles, which was last weekend. Um, that's um, awesome. Today I did a long run, um, which was seven miles, but I was able to do it faster than any of my other runs so far. Um, I had promised myself, which I almost never do this because I've fixed my diet most of the way, um, but I promised myself I could have biscuits and gravy after oh, my yeah. run. And so I ran faster than I have ever run before. <laughs> it was great. How are the biscuits I was and done gravy? so fast. They were amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. Good for you. How fast were you done? Um, I was done, I think in about an hour and 24 minutes. Oh, yeah. um, so just, just over awesome. 12, 12 minutes per mile. And I had been around the 13 to 14 minute before that. So 
it was definitely good. an improvement. <laughs> that's awesome, Jess. That's really cool. Thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a that's an appreciable pace, right? Like I I'm proud of that on some of my my long runs. Right? Honestly, that's fantastic. That's really cool. Thank you. Let's back up a little bit. Some of the stuff that you and I were talking about. So Jess and I were for the listeners. Jess and I were chatting before we got going, and she just kept telling me this story that I like had to interrupt her in the middle of because I wanted to record it. <laughs> um, how how did you get into running? Tell me a little bit about that. Um, your brother, everything we're we're getting into, and I'll I'll pepper you with questions as long as we go as we go along. Okay. Yes. Um, so I was sitting on the couch one day, um, which I used to do often. Um, I also, because I couldn't move very much, um, I had become severely obese and was barely able to get up off the couch. Sure. And I was having a conversation with my brother and um, he was telling me about the races he was doing. Um, he does marathons, um, ultras, Spartan races, uh, hurricane heats, like all the races that I could imagine. And um, he tells me all about them and all these awesome people he's meeting at all of these races. And he gets to travel all over doing this. And I just said to him, wow, I wish I could do that with you sometime. Um, obviously it's not going to be possible, but it would be fun if I could go to one of these races with you. And sure. he very confidently said, you could, um, if you, if that's something you really want to do, then you could. And I just thought he was so crazy because I couldn't barely get off the couch and walk to the restroom, much less walk anywhere or run anywhere. And so I definitely didn't think it was possible. I'm not sure if he thought it was possible truly, but he sounded confident. And so I knowing decided- Brian, Knowing Brian as little <laughs> as I do, I feel like he probably like he seems to have that mentality. That's awesome. Yeah, That's he really definitely cool. does. And so- <laughs> And so I just decided like, well, what do I have to lose if I'm going to plan to spend the rest of my life in a wheelchair or if, if he's wrong, then I can just spend my life in a wheelchair, but if he's right. Then I could do all of these fun things with him that he's been doing. And so, um, he helped me change my diet, what I was eating. Um, he worked out a weightlifting plan, um, it was still during the time where everything was closed during COVID. So um, I found as many weights and equipment as I could and set up a gym in my garage. And so I started doing weightlifting three days a week and then later five days a week. Um, I started out just walking down to the end of my street and back. And then I slowly progressed to where I was able to walk around the block and then a mile. And then he convinced me that I should start doing some virtual races. And I did a couple of 5k virtual races and discovered that I really like earning medals and t-shirts. And I, I think this was, this was like golden for him because he saw that if, if I could earn a medal and a t-shirt, I would do just about anything. And so <laughs> I, so I, got, so I finished a lot of um, 5Ks and every once in a while I would go maybe a week or so without doing any at all and call me up and say, hey, maybe you should try another one of those 5Ks. Um, and then we slowly got to where I was doing 10Ks. And I think I so only cool. did one 10K before I did the first virtual half marathon. And I did that a few times. And then he I told him before that, that I really wish I would be able to walk all the way from my house to the beach, which was 16.21 miles. And so he told me to 
just try it. And on all of these walks, it wasn't just walking. Um, I had to take my service dog with me and she's a 40 pound Labradoodle with like 12 inch legs. And so she can't walk 16 miles. So I got a jogging stroller and it's a 40 pound jogging stroller and a 42 pound dog. And I would push her on all of these walks, uphills and downhills. I had no many, no idea how many hills that there were between my house and the beach, but there were a lot. And some of them were steep. But when we got to the beach, she was so excited. And my husband met us there and we had lunch and right on the beach. That's um, amazing. And it was so not, um, I was definitely thankful that I didn't have to walk all the way back. That was a <laughs> long way. And there was a lot more downhill than uphill. So it would have been a lot more uphill trying to get back home. But yeah, it, it was great. That was definitely something that I never thought I would be able to do any of those distances, but especially walking all of the way to the beach. And so now I tell people that I live within walking distance of the beach. Yes, you damn well should. That's amazing. That's so cool. How, like, where do you live? Or give me a ballpark. I don't need people going to your house. I live in um, Escondido, um, which is uh, okay. close to San Diego, sure. California. That's awesome. And <laughs> I love I love everything about that. So your your dog can walk, it's just not yes. we're just not like gonna torture her by taking her 16 miles. Is that right? Yes, correct. Yeah, and cool. she's able to <laughs> jump freely in and out of the trailer. So she would walk for a while and then she would jump in there and ride for a while. And she often would want to walk on the flat and downhill, but want to ride uphill. <laughs> of course she would. <laughs> Which made it harder for me. <laughs> That's awesome. How long did that take? It took, I think, five hours to oh, walk. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, that's a big thing to anybody. Like I've done 16 mile hikes and they're like, my feet are beat up by the end. I don't know. Yeah. That's, it that's was awesome. Pretty bad. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, okay. So you walk to the beach and where, where do you go from there? And how long ago was this? Cause I don't think I realized this is as short of a time scale. The fact that you mentioned you started this in COVID actually is new to me. Right. I started this whole journey in uh, February, a year and a half ago. Okay. That's <laughs> incredible. All right. So what's after the beach? Okay. So after the beach, I actually, I never tested, but I'm pretty sure in January, um, I ended up with COVID. And okay. so I was very sick and very discouraged. Um, I had to take um, pretty much a whole month off of doing any type of walks sure. or training. I could barely walk around the block. And so at this point, I started eating bad foods again. I wasn't wanting to go exercise and I knew that I had to make some sort of drastic change or else I was just going to go right back to where I was before, where um, I was going to be in a wheelchair and not be able to do any of the things that I worked for this whole year to accomplish. And so um, in my mind, (laughs) the best solution was to join a CrossFit gym which I didn't even know what CrossFit was. And then when I learned what it was, I kind of regretted that that's what I decided to work (laughs) on because it's a lot of Olympic weightlifting and gymnastics. And um, I had to work with one-on-one with the trainer um, for three months just to be able to get to where they didn't think I was going to hurt myself when I was awesome. doing the workout. Where and so I'm going to pause because I, I have very mixed feelings about CrossFit. Uh, it sounds like you went to a really good gym. Um, yes. My main mixed feelings of CrossFit are lack of quality control. A lot of the times so you'll end up in places where like they just like have you snatch a 95 pound barbell without ever seeing you move. 
where did you go? Because anybody in your area who wants to go to a CrossFit gym that like requires some level of maintenance, I love that. Um, so I'd love to give them a shout out. Yes, um, I went to MOA Fitness in San Marcos, um, MOA Fitness. Um, they have been great. Um, their trainers seem to be very educated. Um, they always um, make sure everyone's using proper form. Um, for, I believe, the first month, at least maybe even two months, I was using a PVC pipe instead of using a barbell um, because they wanted to make sure I had the form correct. Um, I, they encourage everyone to work one-on-one -on -one with the trainers to learn the proper movements um, and, and make sure that they're doing what um, they should be doing so that um, they don't have any um, injuries or anything like that. And I've never felt like they were pushing me to do more than I could. Um, they even have told me that I need to go fewer days per week. Um, when I started out, I was going six days per week. And now I'm down to four days, especially now that I'm running because um, that was too much. And they were worried that I was going to get burnout or hurt myself from going too many days. Awesome. Yeah. That's a good gym. And yeah. like, I have, I have nothing against like CrossFit full stop. Uh, like a bunch of my, my friends do it. The four, one of the coaches, like the owner of one of the gyms where I work came up in the CrossFit and he's a fantastic coach. Um, a couple of my athletes that I train do CrossFit. So it's not like a blanket statement. And that's yeah. actually why I wanted to ask you because any gym doing it correctly, like deserves that shout out. Mm -hmm. So that's fantastic. How, how's CrossFit? <laughs> Tell me about your experience <laughs> in CrossFit because it CrossFit. can be I mean, fun as hell. How was it? <laughs> yeah, CrossFit is great. Um, I work Monday through Friday. And so I wanted to be able to do CrossFit, but I have no energy in the evenings. So I knew that going after work was not going to be an option. Sure. So I wake up at 3.40 every morning. Um, well, Monday through Thursday now. Um, I wake up at 3.40 in the morning so I okay. can take care of my dog and myself and get ready. And then at five in the morning, Monday through Thursday, I do CrossFit. Um, okay. I bring my dog, but I don't want her to alert that I'm in distress because sometimes when I exercise, she thinks I'm in distress. And so she waits in the car, the windows down okay. and she watches us. And so um, my, everyone in the class has commented that they think it's cute that they now have an audience because she sits on the uh, middle console and watches everyone doing CrossFit every morning. I've never and, thought of uh, that in my life. Like that is okay. Yeah. It makes so much sense. I'd never thought about a service dog watching someone exercise. Yeah. Facts though. Um, but I've never liked group exercise or even going to the gym. Um, but this is just so different because I never know what it's going to be. It's different every day. Um, there are mostly the same people there. And so I've gotten to know people and feel comfortable with them. Um, and when I first started, I was getting a little bit sore. Um, but sure. now I, I don't really usually feel sore. And if I do, then I just go for a run and I feel better. Great. Um, but yeah, I, I really love the CrossFit and um, I definitely don't think I would be running now if I didn't start the CrossFit because um, my brother says that strength training is the unsung hero of running um, and you definitely need that um, strength training and um, all of that to be able to be strong enough because running is a full body exercise, not just your legs. And so yeah. um, it definitely took me from where I was to being able to run. It's awesome. Yeah. He and I definitely have commiserated on that in the past. That's cool. <laughs> yes. Um, sweet. So walking CrossFit, and then how do you get to like running like where you are now? 
Right. At that point, I really hadn't tried to do any runs other than what we were doing in CrossFit. And so I was supposed to go and watch my brother run a Spartan race. And he told me I would be able to just sit at the bottom and see him do a lot of the obstacles. And I was excited about that. But I made the mistake of telling him that I was disappointed that I was going to miss out on CrossFit because I was enjoying it so much and getting such a great workout doing that. And I was going to miss out on like two days that I would normally go. And so he said, well, I guess that means you have to run the Spartan race with me. And I said, Brian, I can't do any of that. Um, I, I can't do all of the um, like monkey bars and all of that. And he said, yeah, but in your CrossFit class, you learn to do burpees. As long as you can do burpees, you can do a Spartan race. And I thought he was... I couldn't believe it. I thought he was being ridiculous, oh God. but <laughs> um, I decided that, well, I am missing all of those days of CrossFit and I'm already going to be there. So um, even if I don't do very well, at least I can say I've done one now. Um, and I'm planning to do the trifecta with Spartan next year. And so at least I'll know what to expect if I do oh, yeah. one race this year. And so he convinced me to sign up even though I thought it was a bad idea. And so I, um, he had done the beast the day before he did this super that day. And then he was doing the sprint with me and he and his friend, um, helped me with some of the obstacles, because if you're in the open heat, um, people can like boost, help you boost over walls and stuff. But I was able to do a lot of the obstacles by myself and, Oh yeah. So I was surprised how many I was actually able to do. And I didn't run up the hills. Um, it was in Big Bear. And I told that's like the second hardest course. And probably oh, not the man. best to start with. That's but what I've heard as well. <laughs> they were steep hills. Um, but I was at least able to walk up them and carry the sandbags and the buckets and all of that. And awesome. um, yeah, and the whole time that we were doing this race, I was so tired and so sore and wishing I wasn't doing it. And then as soon as we crossed the finish line, I was like, I can't wait to do that again. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're definite type two fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And I believe it was just a couple of days after that, um, on May 19th, I came home and I had enough confidence just after doing that to try running my first mile. And that was the day I ran a whole mile without stopping, um, or, or walking. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So May 19th. Yeah, of this year. And it's currently like early August. So like yes. how, how have you made that progression up from, I mean, congrats on the Spartan. I'd love to get that out of the way. That's fantastic. Thank and you. yeah, of course. And I may, hopefully we'll see you to one in the future. I'd love to do some next year. Um, but if we're looking at, what is that? Three months? Yeah, less than three months. How do we get from one mile up towards nine? I think a lot of it, and um, Brian said that this is a lot of it, um, is learning different paces. So um, I never understood how people could run long distances, um, but he taught me that um, you could probably run a mile at a fast pace, but if you're running two miles or nine miles, you have to go at a slower pace. Absolutely. And so I learned, um, starting on a treadmill and then, um, cool. running around a lake, I learned to do different paces. And then also awesome. on the treadmill, I would set up my 
phone on the treadmill and I'd have my whoop app and I could see my heart rate. And oh, so yeah. I learned that if I would take slow, intentional, um, deep breaths, that my heart rate would go down and then I would feel better. And so I've learned that um, if I start breathing heavy or it feels like my heart rate is going up, then if I just take a few slow, deep, intentional breaths, then it brings down my heart rate and I'm able to keep going and even go faster than I had been going. That's so cool. Good for you. And so we like, I mean, I know the answer to this more or less or else you'd be broken, but like how, uh, I'm assuming you've like slowly progressed over time. Like how have you added your miles, like all of that kind of stuff? Yes. Um, Brian has me set up on um, using training peaks and he sets up the runs. I started out doing three days a week. Great. And my, um, it, we didn't start until after I um, did a, my first running 5k, awesome. um, but but he adds a one day a week, I do a long run and then I do speed intervals or a pyramid run. Um, and then, um, I do usually one shakeout run. I'm just at an easy pace for fewer miles and um, starting next week. I'm up to five days a week. Um, so I went from, um, I did one mile, uh, one day a week for a couple of weeks. Um, but then, um, I wanted to try, I, before, I think it was early June, I did the 5k. And then after that, I started doing three days a week. And um, from I think, maybe four weeks ago, I started doing four days a week. And now I'm up to five days. That's awesome. And are you enjoying it? I wasn't at first, um, (laughs) especially when I was walking that first year and doing the weightlifting and especially the dieting part. Like I don't like to be hungry. I like to eat. And that's one thing I think I like about running is um, I still eat healthy food, but I get to eat a lot more than people who don't run. And, um, so even, and I've learned to enjoy healthy foods. Um, I didn't used to like, like vegetables and berries and things like that, but I definitely appreciate things like that a lot more. Sure. Um, but yeah, um, when I first started walking, that was brutal. And when I first started running, my knees would ache and my back would ache. Sure. And um, I spent, what was weird is my core and my shoulders would get so sore. Um, and I've had people yeah. ask me about that and um, just continuing to run and also doing more strength training to um, train that. And then mobility work, I'm doing stretching um, at CrossFit. They say, that you should, and I haven't been able to do this yet, but they say you should do at least as much mobility work as you do other exercise. And I, I would have to quit my job to do that. So Me I haven't too. been able to do that, <laughs> but it seems like a good goal, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think anybody does it in practice, but it's like, <laughs> it's a really good mantra to have. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I fully agree. <laughs> but um, now I would say for the past three or four weeks, I've really been starting to enjoy running. Um, I don't feel sore. Um, sometimes I'm sore before a run. Um, my knees might hurt. Um, sometimes um, I, I have other joints that are hurting. My hips might hurt. Um, and some days I'm like stiff and I can barely get out of bed and I go for a run sure. now and I just feel so much better. And That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So all oh, that's amazing. Like just, I think, I mean, I know I have my, my own history of like 
weight loss and struggles. And a lot of people listen to this stuff as well. And it's just like so respectful to know how hard that is and then add on like a degenerative disease on top of that. And it's just, it's unfathomable. So I just, the most respect in the world. I can't say anything more than that. And as far as what's next, like, where are you going? Not that you like need to have big plans on the horizon, (laughs) but uh, Brian told me you have plans. So why don't you tell me if that's true or not? (laughs) (laughs) So this year um, in October, I'm doing in Tahoe, the half marathon. And then in February, I'm going to do a full marathon. And next year I'm doing the Spartan trifecta. And the year after that, we're going to do the rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon. Oh shit. Cool. That's awesome. That's a really good set. Um, if you're, which marathon are you done? In Huntington beach. Okay. Awesome. Good. How do you feel about all of that? I still can't even believe it's happening. It, it all happened so fast. And yeah. like there were times when I just wanted to be done and I, I was so tired I, for a long time. I wasn't able to do anything other than exercise and eat and sleep and work. I sure. had no energy and I just didn't want to keep going. But Brian's the type of person that <laughs> encourages you to keep going whether you want to or not and I'm so glad I did because um I, I mean I never thought I would get to where I am and I can't even imagine where it's going to lead and um, I'm starting to um, do more hikes and trail running and things like that to be able to get better at the Spartan races and um, I'm definitely excited that I stuck with it and I'm where I'm at but it definitely doesn't even feel real. <laughs> and yeah. like a lot of the people, especially at CrossFit, they didn't know me um, before. Um, I had already been sure. working out for a year. Um, and so sometimes um, I, I forget that. And I even forget that I'm at the place I am, not the place I was. And it just almost feels like I'm walking around in someone else's body sometimes. Yeah. I get that. I don't know if that ever completely goes away. Like for me, it's been geez, 13 years since I originally like made like my fitness change and it still feels really weird. Yes. Yeah. It's very odd. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just kind of Im- embeds in you. That's really yeah. cool. Um, on that note, like how, if somebody's going through like a struggle or a gap or they just can't quite get there, like, some people who listen to this are not necessarily in the place where you were, but they've, I hate the term fallen off, but like it conveys the point, but like, they're not quite where they were and they're frustrated and they're in a slump and everything. Like what do you have anything or like motivation? Cause you said that <laughs> there was a while there where it all just kind of sucked. Uh, why'd you keep going? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, part of it was just not wanting to let my brother down. Um, he does so much for his own races and helping other people. Um, he's coaching multiple other people right now with their running. Um, and so I just didn't want him to feel like I was wasting his time. Um, but also like for me, what helped the most, um, was stopping. Like I've always thought that to lose weight, you have to be on a diet and, that never worked for me because I never understood it. Um, I sure. can understand walking a mile. I can understand walking five miles and sure. getting 
from where I am to being able to do that. But then tell me, okay, you need to be on a diet and lose 10 pounds. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially if there's a t-shirt and a medal at the end of the race, then um, I'll do it. So, I mean, that might not be something that works for everyone, but just find something that you're actually interested in and that you're actually going to do. And um, because like, if someone told me that I have to do ballet or something like that, um, to lose weight, there's no way I would have stuck with that, but sure. uh, finding something I enjoyed and, um, getting to, um, go out with my dog and push her in this darn jogging stroller that weighed way more than I should have been pushing, um, and go to all these places that like, I, I had never even been to some of the places where I walked and, um, I would look up different parks and try to go to a different park each time. And, um, and she like would be so excited. It got to the point where she would wake me up in the morning and <laughs> lead me out to her jogging stroller so that we could go, um, because she couldn't wait to go on her long walk. And That's so, so cool. um, yeah, so just find what, something that you're passionate about, um, and that you'll actually stick with and, um, don't focus on trying to lose weight or trying to be on a diet um, add more healthy foods and just do something active that you like. Um, and try to, I, I didn't only set a short-term goal. Um, I knew I wanted to be able to do the Spartan race at some point. Sure. Um, but I knew that it would be hard to think of how do I get from here to a Spartan race? And so for me, going from where I was to being able to do a 5K was very manageable. And then from there, being able to get to a 10K was manageable. Um, so just finding small steps that add up to that bigger goal was very helpful. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, to me, it basically sounds like support, accountability, consistency, find something you don't hate. Right? <laughs> yes. Like that's pretty much it. Yeah, cool. Um, that's awesome, Jess. Thank well, you. Shall I have like you're, you're an inspiration truly and I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to chat here do you have anything else you like want to share or say before before we check out um the only thing would be just don't give up um there were definitely times when I was ready to give up um it was definitely not always fun um even now sometimes on my runs where I'm doing speed intervals, it's not fun and I don't want to do it. Um, I had one Tuesday that like broke my soul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I thought for a while that if I wasn't enjoying it, then I wasn't doing a good job, Sure. Um, but definitely now I'm, I'm learning to enjoy just, Oh, I did something hard that I wasn't able to do before. So that, even though it wasn't fun in the moment, doesn't mean that it's not something fun. And that definitely helps me get through those harder runs appreciate that well yeah thank you so much and yes, thank you stick around for a sec and we'll we'll keep chatting anyway thank you to everybody listening to the podcast um if you want to get in touch with me about any of this um shoot me a message on facebook and we can chat okay. thank you very much Thank you for listening to the show. To be clear, I'm not a doctor nor a registered dietitian, and nothing you heard was medical advice. You should always speak with a qualified medical professional before making any changes to your training regimen. If you enjoy the podcast or found it useful, please take a couple seconds to give it a rating or share it with a friend. Every little bit helps. And if you want more of this information, please head to the Trail and Ultra Running Nutrition Group on Facebook. You'll be in good company with other like-minded people who like to do hard stuff outside.